This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Hey, this is Megan and Stacey. And this is another bite-sized episode of Didn't I Just Feed You? Most of the time, it's both of us. Sometimes we'll be just one of us, and every once in a while we might have a guest thrown in. Today I'm putting some pressure on Stacy to talk about two-ingredient cocktails. Basically, I want to talk about your signature cocktail, which doesn't have a name. It comes up in the listeners group all the time, but it's like vermouth and vermouth with a twist of lemon. It is. That's exactly what it is. So it's equal parts sweet and dry vermouth on the rocks with a lemon twist. Thank you very much. Um, what is it called? Are we going to okay. name it? Is it the Billis? No. So I don't know. Okay, here's the deal. My mother-in-law introduced this to me. It's her before dinner drink. I love the way it tastes, but also I love a good low alcohol cocktail. It's great for before dinner, which is traditionally a low alcohol cocktail. But I like right. low alcohol all the time because <laughs> I just fall asleep. I yeah. just fall asleep if I drink now. Like that's fully what happens. I don't know if I crossed a line into old ladydom or what the deal is. But I have asked around. I've gone to, you know, in New York City, there are all these like fancy mixology centric bars and nobody knows what it's called. You know, there are lots of other versions of combining vermouth, but nothing 50-50 with absolutely nothing else except a cube of ice and the lemon twist. So I've asked, I've done a little bit of research, but if anybody out there listening has heard of this and knows the name, you absolutely 
must either <laughs> email us or call us. We make we have a voicemail that makes it very easy or join our listeners group because I need to know. It'd be so wrong if someone new heard this and didn't reach out to us. Yes. Although I feel like at this point you should just claim it. You think? I I mean, maybe I'm just famous enough. Maybe I'm just personally that big headed that if I had a cocktail that no one else had ever heard of, I'd be like, that is mine. (laughs) Maybe the fact. Maybe the fact that Winner Winner Chicken Dinner did make its appearance on the top 10 celebrity cookbooks on Amazon list. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to ride that one to my grave. You really should. I'm going to. Thank you. Um, so maybe I do have to name it. I'm curious. But that is my go-to cocktail. I love it. It's great to drink while cooking. Yes. That's it. That's the whole episode. That's the whole episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think this episode idea really started off as like, what is a back to school cocktail? And I think (laughs) you kind of like hit the nail on the head, right? Like in this season where I'm going to be like helping my kids do online school and working full time. And like, I still want to have a cocktail event like regularly. What can I drink that's low alcohol and doesn't put me to sleep? Because I will tell you. I had a coconut margarita last night, which we'll share the recipe for that. It was so good, but it has like seven ingredients and I have a terrible headache this morning from one cocktail. (laughs) Like the combination of sugar and alcohol just absolutely killed me. It's rough. So here's another thing that I've been doing. I love rosé. I've red wine knocks me out. So yeah. This summer, I've been like drinking a lot of a lot more white wine, rosé, and I have to say, Lambrusco is my absolute favorite warm weather wine. It's a chilled red with a tiny bit of fizz. Mm. So look for a Lambrusco or ask about it, learn about it. It's so worth it. But I've also been making like spritzers with my rosé and my white wines. And then I started like adding little things to my rosé. I was like, if I'm going to make a spritzer, if I'm going to actually add like sparkling water to my wine, (laughs) (laughs) then why not like experiment with some other things like a little bit of Campari? Yeah. I also, this is going into three ingredient cocktail area, but a little bit of gin, a little bit of Campari and then rosé so that I'm kind of combining a lower and higher alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, ingredients. So I don't know what else, what else have you been drinking for back to school? I think that's the heart of a spritz, right? Is like high alcohol, low alcohol, topping with something, something bubbly. It does not have to be wine. Although it often is, it can also be like tonic water or club soda or any other like any of those flavored sparkling yeah, like, waters. I was say like Lacroix and all those. Yeah, or Spindrift, which is my favorite sparkling water right now. It has a little bit of juice in it, and um, there's a cucumber and a grapefruit that are really great with a little bit of Campari or vermouth, or sometimes Yum. both. So yeah, I would say mostly I'm riffing on an Americano, which is a type of spritz, which is sweet vermouth and usually a bitter like aperitif. Is that what you would call it? Like Campari yeah. or Totally. What's the other one that's like Campari that's also pink? Aperol. I'm going to. Yes, Aperol. Yeah. And then you mix them together and put club soda on top. Yeah. I prefer Aperol to Campari, actually. Yes. 
We should talk about it because if you've never had either, they're both a little bit bitter. I would say yes. Aperol leans more bitter and dry than Campari is sort of like still bitter, but also sweeter and a little bit thicker. Is that a weird way to describe a drink? Probably. Thick. I was Thick. like, is that a weird way to describe me? No, but maybe <laughs> a drink, maybe a drink. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so as like a riff on an Americano is my go-to drink. Also, sometimes I just drink one of those spindrifts or like bubbly plain bubbly water with like a heavy dose of bitters, which people don't realize bitters are made from alcohol, so they do have alcohol in them. And usually if you're just doing like one or two drops of bitters in soda water or something, it's like almost negligible alcohol content, but you can like go pretty heavy on bitters and make a drink that is super refreshing and is like very, very low alcohol. And it's really nice for drinking while you cook dinner. I totally agree. I feel like these drinks are still very summery. Mm -hmm. And I know like the first few months of back to school, most parts of the country are still in warm weather or you've got that like nice warm day, crisp evening. But are you starting to think about how you're going to move your cocktails into fall territory? I mean, when it's fall, fall, I just drink whiskey. I do, too, to be honest. Um, Which is not low alcohol, especially when I'm just, like, drinking it with an ice cube and a couple dashes of bitters or a lime or lemon wedge. Yeah, I haven't thought about it. I feel like, inevitably, when the weather gets cooler, I'm more likely to drink uh, just classic cocktail before dinner rather than something low alcohol, if that makes sense. What about you? Are you thinking about how you'll transition your cocktail ritual to cold weather? I also, it's so funny that you mentioned this because I feel like when I drink whiskey, I don't get tired the same way. I feel like it's the only one. I don't know if my body has just metabolized more whiskey (laughs) than any other booze, but whiskey is like in its own category. I also will do a light pour, but you know, like the minute... The minute fall comes, it's either a gold rush, which is whiskey, honey and lemon, or it's that concoction we made together when you were here low those many years ago. So it's basically the same thing. Simple syrup or honey, lemon juice, whiskey and a little apple cider. Yes. We love apple cider. We drink apple cider. We drink a lot of apple cider. Do you know what's so funny is we like don't regularly buy juice like the rest of the year. We make lemonade. I've talked about that before on other episodes to drink in like the spring and summer and even actually in the winter to kind of like boost our vitamin C intake. But in the fall, we buy apple cider every single week. It is like the most delicious treat. Yes. yes. We buy apple cider all the time. I buy it all year round. Like the boys will grab it if they see it in the, even the in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They love it. So that's pretty much what I drink. Yeah. I don't drink a lot of vodka. Do you? Um, I would say in the summer I do. That's what like a vodka soda is one of those two ingredient drinks that I like to drink all year round. But I don't drink that before dinner, I feel like. That's more something I would drink like on the patio after we've eaten. Totally. I've been blending it with a little bit of lemonade and like frozen watermelon chunks. So it's just like our slushy that we talked about, but spiked with some vodka. 
Um, and I'll just use a little bit. I feel like for me, I get in a mood for a drink and it's really not about the time of day. But if I'm going to drink it earlier, like while I'm making dinner or while it's still early in the evening, I just use less of the alcohol. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I sort of, that's how I make it a lighter weight drink. And then I'll pour heavier <laughs> later <laughs> into the evening. But like I have a drink. That's what I feel like. That's what I'm going to drink for the night. As opposed to starting with one cocktail that's lower alcohol and then moving on to something else later in the yeah. night. I don't know. What do, do you like mix your drinks? Um, I mean, we're drinking like two drinks a night. Right, right, <laughs> we're right. We're making it so sound like. Sometimes it just like depends on what the occasion is. Like with my brother staying with us, he's very into cocktails. And so we've been like trying recipes. And in that instance, we'll follow a recipe, make a big batch, and it'll be like consistent over the course of the evening. If it's just Brian and I, we run into this really funny thing where Brian doesn't think a drink is a drink unless you can taste the alcohol. <laughs> so, like, I might make myself a vodka soda that's, like, an ounce or three quarters of an ounce of vodka and, like, four to six ounces of the whatever bubbly water yeah. and, like, a tablespoon of juice, fruit juice, lemon juice, whatever it's going to be. Whereas Brian is, like, a two-ounce pour of vodka and, like, three ounces of soda water. So that's, like, the thing I have to check in our house is, like, am I making my own cocktail or is Brian making a cocktail for me? That because is so funny. That's I can have one Brian cocktail. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. I want to talk about another way to take something and make it lower alcohol. Actually, you could probably use this and make it higher alcohol. Anyway, sangria. Yes. And I'm a big, I love sangria. Same way I love mulled wine in winter. I don't like it super syrupy sweet. I think that a lot of people have an association that sit with sangria and it being very sugary. You don't have to do that. Right. And I love that you can change it up. It can be white wine or rosé for transitional season. I've been wanting to make a sangria with an orange wine, which can be really Ooh. like funky. And I was thinking these like late summer like stone fruits and like starting to move into pear might be nice. Haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking about it. And then fall sangrias are really fun too, where you can use just a little bit of apple cider to sweeten it instead of like a heavy, simple syrup. And I came across recently something that sounds so delicious for fall, making a sangria using hard cider instead of wine. Oh, is sangria the official transition cocktail of fall? I, I don't know. Did we, are we making it that? I think we should. I think we should too. I think made with an orange wine, made with a hard cider, or made with like a nice light red or a really bold rosé could be the way to like make it lower alcohol. We can cook dinner with it. We can have more. Yes. You can always add a hard alcohol if you want to make it stronger. You can keep the syrup low and it's got these nice, beautiful, like late summer, early fall flavors. Okay. All of that makes me think about shandies. I oh, know that, yeah. you, that you don't like, you're not a regular beer drinker. I'm not. But I have really fallen in love with sour beers the last couple of years. And those are already like kind of fruit forward and kind of aligned with like 
a hard cider in a lot of ways like it's bubbly it's fruity kind of funky and that would be really fun to turn into like a shandy sangria type drink where you take a sour you add a little bit of fruit juice um or like even just fresh fruit and enjoy that as a cocktail or before dinner drink that's low alcohol I love it. We're calling sangrias and shandies the official drink of the transition to fall this year. I think that's genius. And, and now we have to come up with some recipes to share on say, Instagram. Now we have to actually put our money where our mouth is. Oh, this do is it. A, we're pretty good at. Yeah, good at that. I think this is a great way to wrap out this little mini episode too. Is to say, let's start a poll in the listeners group to name your cocktail. And then <laughs> let's also name our cocktail the whiskey with the like spice Apple cider. and cider. Yes. Yes. Okay. And let's crowdsource two ingredient cocktails in the listeners group. Are you awesome. game? Cool. I'm game. Let's do it. So with all that being said, make sure you find us as didn't I just feed you on Instagram and Facebook. You can join our private listeners group with the answer to the question being whiskey. It's our How favorite cocktail. How appropriate. How so appropriate. appropriate. Most importantly, subscribe, rate and review. We love to see them. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. And thank you to our listeners for listening. We love you guys. Stay safe and well fed until next week. 